I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We have another win to talk about and another clean sheet to talk about. We will look back at that 2-0 victory at the weekend against Swindon. And we've also got a midweek game coming up. And that's quite good when you're winning games. I think we're all looking forward to that. That's crew, so we'll do a little bit on that too. Which means the shelf life of this podcast is probably just today and Tuesday. So if you're listening afterwards, probably turn it off. And wait till Thursdays. No, you could listen. Okay. You could listen and decide if we were wrong. Then, like about what was said, that would take some commitment. That from a listener, there would have to be a yeah, really sort of there would have to be a really big Sunderland fan or fan of the podcast, or, or somebody who hates to the be podcast. Prepared to do that, could come on and say, "I really hate your podcast." Um, <laughs> or just to say how wrong we are. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you can yeah, listen to it after, so. and then send like a big thread of abuse on social media. So do that yeah. if you want. I mean, I'm happy to. Yeah. I'm happy to receive that. It'll be good. It's all, it's all engagement, isn't yeah, it? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, hate, yeah, no hate, publicity is bad publicity. Hate gets it. Oh, hate gets engagement on social media, as we you know, as we know. Yeah. We do know that yeah, very well. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, get involved. Get involved. Um, <clears throat> abuse is fine. <laughs> abuse, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker tonight. We have regular Michael Luff. All right. Good. That's a lovely suck you've got over your microphone there. Give me a look at that again. Nice, nice and white. Is it? Yeah. Just looks nice and cotton white. Uh, former Sunderland striker, stroke defender Lee Howie joins us as well. Hello. Good evening. Hello, Lee. Long time no no speak. Yeah, How you been? Okay. Remember to put your phone up to your mouth for Lee because then we will <laughs> oh, never like hear you. Okay. There, there you go. That. That is fresh. That is fresh, isn't it? It is. It is. So that's is. all right then. It's fine. It's fine. You're not using like an old, an old sock here that you used to play in for Sunderland or anything. No, that would. You're not going to yeah, devalue. No, it. that would be old. <laughs> not that old. Don't make us feel older by saying that. I've got actually. I've got a question about socks, Lee. Right. Football socks. Right. That you might be able to answer. Um. Obviously, the modern trend is to cut the bottom of your socks off, right? Yeah, my son does it. Yeah, my son does it, yeah. Yeah, right. So, did you ever used to do that? Or did you work, were you in the dressing room with people who used to do it? No, no, never. I mean, actually, if we actually did it at Sunderland, we would be charged for them. Easy, easy as that. And we didn't have the money then to go towards a pair of socks every every two, two or three pairs a week. So, do you think that it's just a thing that, you know, like, one footballer turn up with a pair of beats around the neck and a, like a Louis Vuitton wash bag. Everyone has one about two months later. 
is it that somebody saw a footballer cut the socks off, the bottom of the socks off, and then tape some other socks on, and now they all do it, or is there a legitimate reason for Well, doing I it? asked my son why, because I was gobsmacked why. I was just thinking, why well, you've just ruined them socks. And he, he does say, when, when they've been in the wash for a little while, it's probably, as you know, trying to get a pair of football socks on with the modern deer boots, supposedly, which are really tight and not really. You know, I, I think that's what it is the, a nice, clean pair of white socks or dark, wherever they are, and then you just put your socks over the top. That's the rationale around it. But hey. I think it kind of makes sense yeah. in a way if you think about it when you play football. It, you, you know, it is quite. Th- it does feel sock. quite thick on your feet, doesn't yeah. it, when you've got football boots yeah. on? It's not as smooth as if you're like playing football in your trainers with normal Well, socks the football on, boots now are like trainers, aren't they? They're really, yeah. really thin mm. and lightweight. And I think putting a big, chunky pair of socks that's been washed about 15 times and they'll get a bit hard around the tour and stuff. So I think that's why somebody's just thought, well, I want a really comfy pair of socks. How they got away with it, but oh, well, it obviously go. seems to be the, the trend now. I love how when Gareth asked that question, has not asked you that question whether you used to cut your socks <laughs> like that. There's not one single listener to this thought you were going to answer yes yeah, to that question. Yeah. So it is good that you stayed. I could have cut a few socks with me studs, but they weren't mine. <laughs> hey, right, got another win to talk about, lads. Lots to get through because we want to um, want to talk about the upcoming crew game as well. Another clean sheet is the first place to start. And just a reminder that now this side haven't conceded a goal since the third minute of the season. And obviously that was, you know, an error by the goalkeeper as well. And we didn't look like we were going to really concede for the rest of that game. So that is, as you know, playing for Peter Reedley, a good starting point. A good starting point. It's where everything starts. You've got to have a good base. And then from there you can build. Uh, I mean, the beginning of the season, yeah, I think we're all disappointed, you know, with the Bristol Rovers. But... It just builds, it builds. If you feel as though you just need to score one to win, then that's enough. Not when you get to some seasons when you know you have to score two or three, then that's, that's a different ask. Did you, um, did you play in the... What's it, Shea Given who got the record? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. He yeah. got the record for clean sheets, didn't he? Was it clean sheets or consecutive consecutive clean sheets, or was it just... Uh, he, well, I, I, just, I just remember he, he virtually hardly conceded a goal, whether that was one yeah. the whole time he was here. Uh, yeah. And again, it does. It just just sets a base, and then if you get one as a defend, as a defence, and a defender, or as a or as a team itself, you know you can probably hang on and win. Mm. And what you know, what, what we'll talk about in more detail is is the fact that the, they can change the personnel so much, and everybody's still that comfortable with that shape and system, and that high in confidence. It didn't seem to be making a difference to who comes in. No, I think the international break, because there was only one or two went away, I think uh, the manager, I think Parkinson, was able then to, again, just absolutely drill in this, you know, this is, this, is, this is our system, this is the way we're playing, and you can interchange. As long as you know as a player what the system is, you can, again, you just know, you, just, you can fit in, you can fit in that system, which again boards well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mick, I know you've done a little bit of a... Research, well, if you call it that, yeah, you did. You worked hard at research into um, Sunderland's obviously the way the team finished the game uh, the weekend compared to how we started against Bristol Rovers. Just to hammer home that point about how much the personnel has changed. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Bristol Rovers game, obviously, um, I'll just quickly run through our starting eleven that day. So we started off with Burgeon Goal, Willis, Bailey Wright, Tom Flanagan, Luke O'Nine, George Dobson, Max Power, Hume, Maguire, Grigg and O'Brien. And we made six changes from that starting eleven to the game that finished the game on Saturday. 
Now, obviously, one thing we know about Parkinson last season was that he kept a very settled side really consistently. So I think if somebody had said to you on the opening day that would make that many changes only five matches into the season, I think we'd all be a little bit concerned. But it's telling that not only did we have personnel change with the back five, we also had a personnel change in the midfield with Ledbetter and Scone playing. And I think, again, if you'd said on the opening day that they would be your starting midfield, it would be a little bit of a concern, particularly with Ledbetter and his performances last season. So like you say, Steve, it just shows how well drilled they've been on the training ground. And I've been critical of Parkinson in the past, but he's got to take a lot of credit for the way that the side's played. Because to be quite honest, in all of, all of our away games this season, we've played really well. We've controlled the game. We've seen a lot more of a ball than perhaps we would have done last season. So I think he deserves enormous credit and sort of the players for carrying out the game plan of the letter. Because on Saturday, again, we won the game very comfortably without really having to break too much of a sweat. It was concerning when Willis went off as well, wasn't it? At the time. <laughs> yeah, it was really concerning. But um, I think all nine, again, the back five weren't put under enormous pressure because I think the midfield deserve credit for that as well because out of possession and off the ball on Saturday, I thought we were absolutely superb. Our shape was really good. And we pressed them really well in all the right areas. So it meant they never really got into our back five. But having said that, Luke 9 I mean, he's having to learn yet another new position. And he was, I think he didn't put a foot wrong on Saturday. So it's really pleasing to see these lads playing in positions that don't really suit them. The likes of Lyndon Gooch and Jack Diamond. Um, obviously, they don't have the natural defensive instincts that a lot of players would have to have for a wing-back position. So it's just really encouraging to see so many changes being made. But we've kept a clean sheet and we've won the game comfortably. So just, as I say, it's all positive at the minute. Certainly is. Um... Has there been an update on the Willis injury? I've not been, I've no. not been checking. I've not heard anything. No, not seen anything. Press conference today. No news is good news. Is that the? Uh, is that a bit head in the yeah, that, head in the sand? Generally, unless there's some, is the, there's normally a press conference tomorrow. I think I think we'll probably get to know a little bit more tomorrow. I think, but if generally if there's it's a bad one, you would normally get to know quite quickly. Yeah, you'd uh, think so. The, the th- I guess the positive thing in that regard, though, is we've got. Um, Saunders, uh, Saunders will come in you would have thought wouldn't he straight away um, the new lads and uh, Sanderson, Sanderson. Is it, sorry. Yeah. there you go <laughs> that, that's just men that's that's where I am Could he might as well be called that um, and um, Flanagan will be back so we'll have three centre backs in the back three um, which would be nice and all night and go back out of that right side and I don't mind Gooch at left Wing back to be honest, if he has to play there, I think his work rate's great, and he offers a lot going forward. So, I think that's a positive thing as well. As we've got, it's frustrating on the one hand that we've got, uh, we haven't really got a proper, you know, full back cover on that left side in particular, and I don't really think McLaughlin works as a right wing back um, because his, I think is is he doesn't look very comfortable at all when he gets a ball yeah. at his feet, but. The one positive is that when somebody like Gooch has to go into that place, you know it doesn't look too bad. And I'd also say what's great about the the um, you know defensively at the moment, we're solid and the shape's good and everything. But the first bit of it is when um, when the ball breaks loose on the edge of the area, we've got so many bodies around the ball to clear the ball. Um, 
makes a change from a chainsaw, Stephen. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, he's got a child. He's a mo- modern, modern, yeah, modern men. Um, modern podcasting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, when the ball breaks to the edge of the box, we've got people c- around clearing it. But what the great thing is, is we've got outlets. So when the ball's knocked away, sometimes, yeah, it goes out of play like you'd expect. But sometimes you've got somebody who's just pulled away into a space, you know, on the on the wing or something like that, and our own half just to receive that ball. And the the penalty, when you look at that, the the way we swiftly move the ball, you know, through you know through the thirds is the technical sort of jargon that people like use or whatever. Through the lines, um, through the lines, through the lines. Yeah, we did that very. It's not that technical, that Gareth. We did that very very <laughs> swiftly and created the penalty. So there's a lot. And go back to the point I made a couple of weeks ago. We've we've just not been under pressure in any game we've played. Like we, we've no. been under no pressure whatsoever. We've not had a team who've come at us and had a spell where we're like, you know, I can't even remember a save that Burgess really made. I think he, he might have made two saves in in five games. I mean, it's just been very very easy. Um, I was reading a bit of a f- sort of fan reaction, fan media reaction from the Swindon end actually on. On Sunday, and the, the, the general consensus seems to be that they think they played well, and it's one of their better performances really? of the season. Which we'll to it. me, I mean, I, I'm not sure what that says. What I, what I've kind of concluded is that it, it it praises us because you know from our point of view, we were so so much better than them that if that's them raising their game, then it's just sort of highlighting how far apart we are from some of these teams we're playing because that. They, they, they were never, they were never getting anything from that game in a million years, were they, Swindon? No, I think it comes back to what um, we said on the like the preview for the season podcast, Stephen. That a lot of the time, I think we do have a tendency to maybe overrate teams in this league, because I think every game this season, going into the Oxford game, I remember there being a lot of chat about the two centre midfielders that Oxford have, and they were going to like run rings around Ledbetter, etc. And then I remember hearing before the game on Saturday about Swindon with this ultra-attacking team when they were going to come out the blocks and be really quick and kind of put us under a lot of pressure. But we just seem to have kept a really consistent, steady game plan and it's absolutely working the treat at the moment. And I think that just sums up how we've got to approach this, this season and these games. Just go in and say, yeah, we've got a good squad, we've got good players for the level and we've got to go and assert our dominance and play with a little bit of swagger, which we have been doing. Like I say, we've been controlling games and not giving teams a sniff. And as much as that's a failure of the opposition, it's also tells you how well we're organised off the ball. And like I say, out of possession was something that really, really impressed me on Saturday. So, like I say, I just hope we can continue with yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, I yeah. was a little worried. Again, you just look at Swindon from last season, the total, their total domination of uh, League Two, and when you get teams coming up, yeah, you know, great home record they had, etc. You just think this could this could be a difficult, di- difficult away trip for us. But as as, as as we all know now, that it just didn't didn't materialise, and we completely dominated. I think. There, I mean, I thought they were the worst team we've played since we've been in the, at this tier. Really do like they just offered like absolutely nothing. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything in but the as, game. But as Nate was said, is that down to the hard work again? We just didn't let them play. Yeah, yeah that's, maybe, that's, yeah. maybe. I mean, the, I think the, the game keeps saying that I think the league is definitely a poorer league, the poorest of the three divisions we've played in this at this level since we came down. Um, which is great because you know you. <laughs> You, you want it to be as easy as you possibly can be to try and get out of it so I mean it's early days isn't it there's say after 10 games 
But like, you look at the teams above us. I know Ipswich have and, and Hull have had great starts. Um, but again, Hull have played, I would say, one decent team. They've had three of the four newly promoted. Sorry, yeah, three of the four newly promoted teams. Um, They've kept playing sheets as well, though, apart from that one. That one. But game think about. I mean, and I know it was a cup game, but think about how bad Hull. I mean, Hull were terrible when we played them in that cup game. I mean, I don't know. Is it? I watched. I watched the a bit of the um, Ipswich Blackpool game uh, the other week, um, and that was Ipswich were very similar to us. In that it was just very easy for them against Blackpool, who didn't really lay a glove on them properly. You know, it wasn't they didn't really create anything, didn't really do anything in the game, and they just kind of waited. And when the chance came for Ipswich, they just like moved the ball quickly into an area, got a ball in the box, goal, and that was it. Then it was game over, and that's kind of the way we're playing at the moment. So I think we've got Ipswich in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, mm. So that'll be should be a really good game, um, but it'll be. It's good that. Gotta keep this going before then. Let's not. Uh, oh no, no, as well. Get carried away as comfortable as we do. Look at the moment because you know I, I think you've, you you've just said there that Swindon look like the the worst team since we've come down. I think this is the most comfortable we've looked in games yeah. since we've been down at this level. I know when you know we look good under Jack Ross initially, um, but we never seem to just quite have enough and, and just you know barring the Peterborough game, which I still think we we probably shared at sixty forty. We just, you know, it's we just haven't looked in danger at all. I mean, you know, we were a Danny Graham sitter away from beating Charlton in a game we totally dominated. The Bristol Rovers was a bit of a freakish one-off because the keeper, you know, made, made that error, and then um, you know it took us a while to get our confidence back. And then and then we we got on top of that game. Max Power hits the bar, the underside of the bar at that, and you know we so we've dropped four points. We've conceded one goal, and I just feel like. This is the best um, we've been since we've been down. I tend to agree most of that, Stan, but you think about the Jack Ross where we did play unbelievably well for about 25 minutes. That was it for me. That was that just some the Jack Ross uh, time he was with us. We, we never dominated. We never dominated teams. We played well and then just sat and got under the caution of the cosh. But I, I agree with now. This is the first time I felt as though for the full 90 minutes we, we do seem to be mostly in control. We just look, you know, very, very comfortable all the time. You know, there's just no. I mean, we 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 didn't break sweat, did we? On uh, on Saturday. I do think the two goals we scored, mind, came at absolutely crucial times because I was getting a little bit frustrated on Saturday that we hadn't brought them down just before we did score, and I was kind of worrying it was going to be another Charlton. And then the second half when we got that breakaway goal and they were starting to put us under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, it wasn't materialising in chances, but I think it could develop into a spell where we'd be under the cost for a bit. So we scored like two goals at like absolutely like brilliant times on Saturday. But I do take your point. I think we've been really comfortable. And with the points we've got on the board from what on paper looked to be a very tough start, we've given ourselves a great foundation to go on and really like mount a proper promotion push this season. Did you think that was a penalty that they... Attempted to win. It was a clumsy yeah, challenge. Whether or not it was a penalty is a difference. It's clumsy, but hey, mm. would have been disappointed if it, if it was given against us, wouldn't we? And yeah. and, and yeah. Pub- he didn't. He didn't commit. He didn't make. The no, he didn't. Did he? Kind of pulled out, and the lads yeah. kind of looked like he's being tripped. Yeah. 
Um, do, you, do you know? Do you think? Um, thinking about this as well. Like, do you think the lack of crowds are playing our favour? Not in that, you know, the atmosphere and like the from the fans that affecting the players. It's more the referees. Like I feel as though the referees are not as. But reffing the game properly as they say it rather than trying to be like posty when I'm not going to yeah. melt the Sunderland crowd yeah definitely definitely I was thinking about this at the weekend and you know I feel as though a few refs we've had you know think oh it's, <clears throat> it's great you know refereeing the Sunderland games it's like all eyes are on us and you know I make these decisions and I don't know it just and it doesn't feel as though the time wasting has been as been as prominent from the teams we've played um, generally. Apart from Bristol Rovers, who were time Bristol, yeah. after about three minutes. Apart yeah. from Bristol Rovers, and yeah, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like that this year. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it. You know that maybe is a a positive of the fans not being in. Is that the referees are not as, nowhere near as. I don't know, starstruck maybe, I, I don't know if that's the right word. But. The time waster won't be as bad because we've actually been getting our noses in front more often than not this season, so naturally yeah. we're not going to time waste to such an extent. But no, I, I do take your point and I think I do think that they aren't being kind of like phased or not even phased. Like I say, I do think there's been an attitude since we've got promoted of I'm going to be a really strong referee and I'm not going to bow to this like big Sunderland following away from home or 30,000 plus people at the home games and I do think they are giving what they say a lot more. Which I think on Saturday, if it had been a crowd there, you might have seen a penalty for Swindon yeah. because obviously the crowd would have all gone up. Um, but, and then we got the. I mean, I'm not saying Maguire didn't deserve a penalty, but obviously we got given the penalty the other end shortly after, which again, if he's not given a one for Swindon just before, he might not give our penalty with the reaction of the crowd and stuff. So I do think you made a good point. Yeah. No, yeah. I was actually thinking this the other day, you know, it'll probably be us that, you know, we'll. We'll have a sort of miraculous recovery after, like I'm talking about society now, after Christmas mm. and the let crowds back in, and then we'll go and the players will freeze and <laughs> the wheels will come off. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. We're, right, we're probably only around about 1,500 or 2,000 be allowed in, so I think yeah. it's not going to make too much of a know. difference this season. Yeah, I know. Let's not get right. depressed and think on about the, that. On the, um, you know, like, I think Mickey made a point there, so I wanted to bring up is. He's, you know, absolutely right in that we've got in front in games. Is there a little? Everything looks great when we're in front and we're level in the game. Is there any concern about if we need to change up a gear in a game to tr- to make something different happen? Well, they, they couldn't manage to win the Bristol Rovers game. No. If we're going to be hype, if we're going to be hypercritical, do we have um, do we have enough for like I said the other week again? It's about. I don't. I think we've got quality, but we're lacking attributes in certain areas. So, like, you know, things that we could introduce to a game to to change it. Yeah, and we won't know that until we go. Like, no. so you know, if Peterborough went one up, that could have been different. We've got Portsmouth of the way again. That will be. I know they're not particularly in good form, Portsmouth, but they've still got some good players there, and that will be one where you think it will be interesting to see how they reacted if we were if we were going to go a goal down in that game. But um, I mean, you, it did take a bit of a long time to turn around the Bristol Rovers game late. But the more you play and the more you win and the more you keep clean sheets, you would imagine that the mentality builds and grows. Where you'd fancy them to do it. No, definitely. I, I think 
tra- the training ground would be a good place to be. Uh, I think you know you're, you're all patting each other on the back. You're all looking forward to the game, and that's what it is. Social distancing, lay. You're not allowed to go. And no, they're in the bubble. The they're in the bubble. They're allowed to. I think. Not <laughs> <laughs> behind, behind closed doors. They can do what they want. Uh, yeah, I mean, theoretically, they'll be they'll be able to. Uh, theoretically, they could be able to. You know, just grab themselves and just say, do you know what we're doing well? And, and again, you're just looking at, as you do sometimes when you're in that change room and you show it to show it to people around you, you think, do you know what? We'll win today. We'll win today. And that just, no, I'm not sure what's, how it's going to happen. We think we believe in the system. We know what we're doing. And if it does, like we just say, if we go behind, I'm sure if they stick to what we know, there's, but until, until we see it, we, do, we don't know. So, and again, we've got a, we've got a few what we conceived as difficult games with Portsmouth and then obviously Ipswich coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, we, we want to focus on what Sunderland doing, but it's hard not to keep an eye on Ipswich, keep winning, isn't it? Um, they're the only two, we're the only two unbeaten teams. Well, they did it last game, year we, and then so. completely, absolutely yeah, just imploded, did. didn't they? Yeah. So, and that will play on their minds. And the Lamberts keep saying, let's not get carried away, but you know, I'm sure that is playing on their minds again. I think as well. Terms it's just, of the, sorry, Stephen. It's just a shame. No, it's just a shame that the Blackpool game got called off a couple of weeks yeah. ago because they've been in poor form. And if we'd played that, we'd be up there with Ipswich on a similar sort of points. But just being that game behind, it does create a little bit more pressure. It's always the same. Mm. It's kind of a similar pattern as all the other seasons, isn't it? It's uh-huh. yeah. sick know, of it. it. Sick of having these games in hand. Games in hand, and you kind of like, well, if we can win that, then I mean, if we'd won <laughs> the game in hand, we'd have fourteen points, which wouldn't put us in the top two at the moment. Um, but it's just that it's, it's everything on the pitch looks like we look very convincing and very professional yeah. um, which is a positive thing but un- unless you get all it'll take is say tomorrow night for like crew somehow you know come away with a nil-nil draw or whatever mm-hmm. and people it's will football, be going yeah, and, pe- yeah, you never know and people will be corner. going like oh well we've you know chucked two points down the toilet there against a you know a, a newly promoted team who we should have beaten, so it's the, 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 the ten games. It's a as as we know to our cost. Quickly as well. Yeah, we need to win, even if it's one nil and it's a stinger of a performance. We didn't get. You just need to pick up them three points regular and not yeah. draw after no, draw because we'll, you can we'll, you can we'll only see we'll, it. We're unbeaten. We're unbeaten for so long before it becomes you know yeah we're unbeaten but we're we're, we're tenth. Yeah, let's um we'll we'll, we'll talk about the crew game. Now, just before we do that, shall we give Charlie Wake some credit? A lot of eyebrows raised when he when he started. Still no action for Will Grigg. I think the fact that Phil Parkinson had spoke about how Swindon liked to play out from the back, that kind of makes you understand why he played Wake. So for whatever you know, whatever fault you think all the faults you think White might have, he is good good at closing defenders down. And I know he was given space by the Swindon defenders, but he's still he's it's still a nice little finish that lay, isn't it? Yeah, he uh no, it was absolute great finish. A confident one as well, after all, as you say, after all the stick he's been getting. Just come across, opened himself up and just stuck it in the bottom corner, flew in. I think uh, a lot of credit to him because he has been he has been under the cosh, hasn't he? But mm. I mean you were a positive for him, it's been it's been under the cosh online. He's not been getting any stick from any but, fans uh, in the ground. He, so maybe, he'll know, yeah. he'll know, don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you try mm. not to, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he uh, you can pick that up. It's, 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 mm-hmm. And he's woke up. He's woke up very relieved. I would have thought, Leon, on Sunday morning yeah, as a centre forward. And, and I guess a lot of credit again to Parkinson. He's, he's, he's kept faith with him. I think he knows what he can do. He's had him before. He trusts him. 
he must do because Grigg hasn't been getting a sniff. So, so again, and that can only breed a little bit more confidence in him as his goal. You know, the manager trusts in us. Yeah, roll on, roll on, crew. Okay, right. So, we'll do the little break now, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the game against Crew that's coming up on Tuesday. 
David Artel, who was a personification of just a man. He was like a journeyman footballer, but a bit of a quirky one. He's got seven caps for the Gibraltar national team, and he accrued those caps while playing for Welsh Premier League side Baylor Town. Um, and he also seems to be a bit of a raj after they got beat 4-0 at Hartlepool not long after he took over in January 2017. He said to his players, relegation means oblivion. You'll end up in Conference North on £200 a week with a job as a milkman. That's what he said to try and get the tune out of his players. And it must have worked in the long term. Yeah. Um, and then... That dog, the yappy dog's back. And then just, By the way, just in case you didn't notice. And then just last year, he said that he needed to find better coping mechanisms after he himself collected four yellow cards and one red card in half a season. So he seems to be quite the character. Yeah, that's the Maltese, that's the Maltese for you. I'll, I'll work with them in my job. I'll tell you what they are. They are sometimes can be crazy. <laughs> well, some good stats there. Well, let's hope um, the game actually happens because they, they had the yeah. game break for COVID, didn't they? And then they... Had the, they had a game, had the COVID break, then had played Wigan, and then had a tough game in the week again against Oxford. Can mm. that? So let's yeah, see what let's see what happens tomorrow. I, I'll be honest. I, I think more Southern fans have been keeping an eye on that in the last couple yeah. of days to see if there's a cancellation coming. But we're getting closer, aren't we? So I don't well, know how much notice they, well, they've got to they give. Turned, they turned up at Oxford the other week, and we're like, oh, um, this lad's got COVID. Like, do you want to shake his hand? He's just there. Do you want to like? And then the game got called off on the day. It's like they knew mm. that he had symptoms, and they knew, and he, they just brought him to the game. I mean, idiotic behaviour. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why the they're not going to be able to keep doing that, though. You would have thought there would have been no. guidelines in place. Well, they've, they've, they've done it twice now against the same team, so because they've mm. they've canned the other game against them, haven't they? So. I mean, so it's, it's another a, it's another promoter team that we don't know. It's a situation. That's all. I mean, I think it's naive to think that this season there isn't going to be games like our get some of our games are going to get called off because of this. It's it's going to happen, um, and I understand why. You know, the clubs don't kind of turn a bit of a blind eye um, to, to it um, because you know they can't afford to pay to test the players regularly. So it's like, well, what do you, you know? What do you do? You, you you pay for a test, find out you know eleven if your squad have got COVID, and then you try got you try to put a squad together to play a game, and you probably lose a game. So I can understand why they they just basically well, almost let's hope ignoring just, it. Maybe so, just hope they're blinded by the lights a bit, and they really want to play at the stadium of light, and uh, acted as a celebration to 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 progress and back up the league because a lot of sides have done that since well, we've come down see, we used to seem, seem to play crew an awful lot back in the day yeah because they were always second tier weren't yeah, they when yeah, we were going they, up they, they were, always had a decent side you know, mm. normally always had good young players yeah, didn't they then, obviously drop, normally dropped down the league one and then back up to the championship so they the always were always there and thereabouts crew just yeah, um, players Dean, Ash- Dean, Ash- Dean Ashton I remember seeing yeah. Danny Murphy sports, Neil Lennon sports come through there yeah. Da- even David Platt going back further than that, and Rob Jones and people like that. Then Billy the co- Jones, yeah, Billy Jones, yeah. <laughs> the the, co- the comment, the commentator's nightmare, Kenny Lund. Um, used to play for them. Remember he exactly. scored against Sunderland at the stadium, like in the, in the game. In. 
speaking exactly, of uh, exactly. Billy Jones, there's some great content of Jones when he was um, 16 scoring a screamer for Crew Alexandra, yeah. and, the, yeah. and the commentator said he's been compared to Steven Gerrard in recent weeks, and with goals like that, you can see why. Yeah. Did he start off the centre uh, midfielder? It was a great goal. It was a great goal. I'll be fair, and he was playing midfield, wasn't he? It's uh, weird how how things just happen like that. Some players develop late, and some obviously go too early, as uh, Billy Jones did. But he did <laughs> score. Didn't, he didn't, did, didn't he go did score against Newcastle. Didn't go he did score enough. against Newcastle. Let's always remember yeah. that he scored against Newcastle, so he'll uh, hold a place in my heart forever. And he also played. Um, in right, a, we, he also played in the midfield too with Donald Love in a Premier League game. So you, you, you know you've got to give him that respect there as well. Even the, not, the dog the, is fuming about that. It's not. In, it's not the dog in my, dog. my in my yeah. next door squad. There you go. Somebody's just knocked on the door. <laughs> Lee's claiming that one right quickly then uh, do we think um, a lot of people have commented that it was surprising he didn't make changes particularly up front to try and fresh things up more because some of these players you know it's a, a bit, some of these players are going to have to play again in a short space of time is that a good thing or or should he, would people like to see things changed as a, as a player you just want to play you would rather play than train so I think the players would just especially if they're on, on the up it's, again, you just want to just turn up and put your strip back on and, and play. If anybody, if anybody says the manager says we're just going to play games, three games a week and not train, they'll be they will be absolutely delighted, especially in the the, the 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 form they're in at the moment. Right. So we want to hope Willis is fit. It's probably unlikely, isn't it? Um, if, if he's if he's gone off, that he'd be able to play. So um, McLaughlin. I mean, McLaughlin playing in the in the in the back three to me is I'm absolutely fine with that. Like you mentioned earlier, Gareth, I think. As a wing back, he, he he's not really comfortable enough on the ball to, to really impress. He's, he, he can't really beat a man, which I think you need to be able to do as a as a wing back. But in a back three, I'm I'm more than happy with that. If if we think that's what's going to happen, and then go to wing back again, I think more than happy might be a stretch. But I think against Crew, well, really, isn't it? No, come on, he's he's played he's, he's played fine. there for Northern no, was, Ireland was, midweek. He was, and he was fine when he went to centre back. But. You wouldn't want him centre half in a back four, I but in a back three on the right hand side, you know, against Crew, come on. I just worry that if he's more than capable. I don't want I don't want to, I don't want us to have the spell of pressure in a game and those be our centre backs. That's just, my worry. I just think as well, like there's this lad we brought in from Wolves. He's played ten times for Cardiff last season. And he's only signed in the January, so he's obviously been playing quite regularly for them. And they're finishing the playoffs in the championship, so he's clearly got ability. So like, you need to just put them in. Like, if he's good, like I know it's no cliche, but like, if he's good enough, he's old enough. There's no point in just like holding them back. If we've brought him in for a reason on loan to get games and develop, so and, and he's a specialist centre half, so get him in for yeah. me rather than McLaughlin. Put him in. I think I'd, yeah. I'd play him. I'd play him. Put him straight in. There's no point in him going out on loan and not play. Exactly. Like Mickey says, he's been playing at a higher level. It's a bit of a difference when we signed Jay Clark Salter, who played 10 games for Bristol Rovers, and we signed him to be a championship centre-back. And now we're signing a player in the cha- in League One who's played 10 championship games after Christmas. So, um, yeah. you know, I would definitely I would get him in there and I would get Flanagan in alongside Wright. Yeah, 100%. Or Nyan to right back. And then if Gooch stays at left, that's fine. Obviously, Hume could come back. I'd be tempted to bring Graham in for Wyke. I know that Wyke had a decent game, but at the same time, we've got a lot of variety up there. We can freshen it up if we want to. I don't have a I problem. I wouldn't be surprised that. if he did. I think, like you say, he likes changing his forwards around. I know Wyke did score, but I think 
I wouldn't be surprised to see Jesus. that. Any 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 changes you want to see, Lee? Before but before we no, wrap things again, up again, just the guys at the back, just get them in, just get the lad in at the back that we, we, we've brought in, just get that. But the rest, I think he's still for me. Just keep the same and keep white. What, if I was white, I'd be furious if I scored and he changed his. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Like, especially if you like, if you'd scored in the I'm league. I'm saying I'm wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised, but I think I would be actually dropping a centre forward after he scores and not regular practice. <laughs> so, um, everybody confident? Just finally, yeah. see nothing really to, to suggest why we shouldn't be. Have no, we? No. no, as I say, we, we've been we, we've been on top most of the games. It's just it's just breaking teams down. That's it. If we can break team teams and get the goal, I think I think <coughs> then it's comfortable. Right. Okay. Confident all round. Anybody else? Anything to add before we wrap things up? Mickey, you look like you're going to say something. Yep. The thirteenth from the league. If we're going to get promoted, we need to win these games comfortably. So I expect a comfortable win tomorrow. We do. Another win, the clean sheet would make a real statement at the rest of the league as well. I think. Okay. We'll be back on Thursday after we lose two 0 at home. I would just like to thank you all, as always, for listening. for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.